There is a bunch of crazy breaking AI news around OpenAI, the GPT store, rumors of GPT-5, Sam Altman saying crazy things. Today on the podcast, I want to do a segment called In the Comments, where I essentially go into the comments on a bunch of these news stories and tell you about people's real experiences. We're going to be on X and on LinkedIn because I've been seeing some really interesting things there. People are giving their experiences on building apps on the GPT store that I am not seeing anywhere else. No news article is covering this stuff, but I think it's very applicable, and it's going to give you a lot of ideas on what you can build, what people are building, and where this industry goes. Before I do that, I wanted to give a huge shout-out and thank you to everyone that has invested into the AI Box Republic crowdfunding campaign. Um, You know, I talk about this every once in a while, and I wanted to give you Uh, The weekly update that we are at $280,000 that has been invested from 190 investors. So a really big shout out to everyone that has participated in that. Um, I think this is going to be a huge project and I'm super excited for the future and potential. Essentially, the AI box um, is a no code drag and drop AI app builder and marketplace. And I think with everything we've seen from OpenAI um, this week, with launching their GPT store, it is super validating to me um, that this project is exactly what the industry needs. And I think that the way that we are doing this is going to be um, really, really powerful. Of course, it's very different than what OpenAI is doing because it's just, you know, they're just focusing on their ecosystem and we're touching every ecosystem and every AI tool in the world. Um, I'll get into more of that later, but I did want to just give a big shout out. If you're interested in investing in the project, you can go to republic.com slash AI box. I'll leave a link in the show notes um, and you can become an investor. A minimum investment is $150 and the maximum is $100,000. But let's get into the episode. Welcome to the world's number one AI podcast, AI Chat. I'm your host, Jaden Schaefer. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So the first thing I wanted to cover is something that I've recently posted on X and also LinkedIn, which is that GPT-5 is getting is rumored to be launching in early 2024, and apparently it's going to handle video interpretation. Now, what this means is essentially you're going to be able to upload a video the same way right now you would upload a PDF, um, and it's going to be able to interpret what is going in, on in that video file. Now, this is really, really fascinating, and to be honest... Um, You know, OpenAI has recently launched their uh, vision, their GPT-4 vision API, meaning um, they're allowing any developer to access their vision model that can see. And uh, I've seen some really impressive demos where essentially people have hooked um, the GPT vision and then also their their text to audio function and also chat GPT. They mixed them all together and they made a tool that essentially could watch a soccer game um, or a football game. And... um, in real time, it was commenting. And it wasn't just boilerplate commentary that you would expect from ChatGPT. It was a real voice. And they said, hey, you know, act like a sports commentator. Uh, this sports commentator commenting on the game. And it's like, Messi passes the ball. Oh, he loses it. Oh, it's this crazy. Oh, he scores. He shoots. He shoots. Oh, my gosh. He goes down the right field. Blah, blah, blah. Like, it literally sounded exactly like a sports commentator. Very, very well done. 
Um, and so I was very impressed with that demo. So um, I think, of course, that is something impressive a developer can do. But anytime that an AI model has it, anytime ChatGPT essentially has something built directly in, I think it becomes incredibly impressive um, because now everyone is going to be able to use it. And when they talk about video interpretation, I'm curious um, on exactly what that means. I, you know, obviously there'll be like a video upload like we do with PDFs now, but I think it, there is a possibility that you like, I don't know, give it like a YouTube link or um, you get the, you get GPT for vision built right into chat GPT where like you could turn your camera on and chat with it or have it like you say, hey, like coach me on X, Y, and Z thing and then have you at the camera on your computer watching you do something. So I think there's some really crazy possibilities there. So Sam Altman said, this is a quote from Sam Altman. He said, quote, what we launched at Dev Day is going to look very quaint related to what we're busy creating for you now. He also said GPT-5 will work for most things you want to build. I think it's going to be huge and I think people are sleeping on it. Uh, I don't think people understand how big of a of a revolution this what this is and um i think th it's important to be on top of this stuff you know i was recently at a big executive um mixer kind of event thing with a big bunch of big executives here in uh phoenix and i it was blown away because there was definitely two kinds of reactions i was getting from a lot of people a lot of people were saying um there's actually three reactions a bunch of people were being like oh my gosh ai is crazy tell me more and then there was the people that were like um, oh my gosh, AI, I've heard there's something about it. I haven't really looked into it. You haven't tried chat GPT. I need to go listen to some podcasts this weekend. Um, and then there was the, oh, AI has been around forever. It's so overblown. I hardly ever use it. It's not really able to do that much that it wasn't able to do for the last 10 years. I think all three of those responses um, signal someone that could learn a lot more, probably should learn a lot more. And what I want to emphasize here is these are the executives at a lot of big firms, um, people working with private equity firms, people working in healthcare, people working in digital media, uh, really a lot of people that I would assume should know a lot more. But I think, you know, when you go to the national executives uh, level, I think that might be a little bit more applied. But then when you start going into, you know, for example, um, someone that works as an executive at uh, a gym that, you know, they have like, 20 gyms all over Arizona, um, but they might not be in every state. Uh, all of a sudden, those people are using this a lot less and know a lot less about it. So I think there's still a ton of trickle down that we need uh, that we haven't even seen yet. I think the adoption is just getting started. And over the next few years, it's going to become impossible to not use this um, in business functions So um, and, and essentially stay ahead. But what I'm saying is there's a lot of people that are not on top of this right now. So I think it's going to be massive advancements are going to be coming with GPT-5. And I think a lot of people aren't um, aren't even using what what is there already. So the next thing I want to talk about is the GPT store. So the GPT store, obviously something I'm incredibly excited about. It's really validating to me because I've been working on AI Box, which is a no code AI app builder and marketplace. And a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, the GPT store came out. You know, does that kill uh, your your project, what you're working on? And in reality, I think it's really something that um, I'm excited about because it's validating to our idea, but there's so many things we do uniquely. Um, you know, with AI Box and with our marketplace, users aren't going to be required to sign into ChatGPT, obviously. Um, you can also embed your AI that you create into your website, which obviously GPT is, it's kind of its closed system. So like if you build something on AI Box, 
you can go and embed that into your website. You can use that as a lead generation. You can use that as a paywalled tool that you charge people for. Um, so it's a lot more flexible. It's better for uh, businesses. It's a lot more powerful. Um, you can also get powerful analytics on how people are actually using the tools on our platform um, versus, you know, ChatGPT is just you will get some sort of unambiguous revenue share, they say. Um, but it's, you know, it's not very clear and you don't, you're not going to get the analytics. You don't, won't know how people find you and use you and uh, what they like about it. So um, I think another big thing is that uh, you can choose if people, you, you can, there's a lot more flexibility on the pricing. Um, you can also use thousands of AI models. I recently spoke with uh, the head of developer relations at OpenAI right after Dev Day and asked everything that they were working on. And, and you know, one of the big things I was like, hey, like, do you think you guys would integrate Bard or other AI models like that? And, uh, you know, his response was kind of like, why would we need to? And I think that's totally fine, right? Like he's coming from OpenAI. They build this technology. And that's kind of the, my assumption as well. The response is, why would we need to, you know, work with the other players? We're the greatest, right? And um, I think what you're seeing here is something that you see in Big Tech Lock, which is that these these players, they work in silos, right? So OpenAI, they build a bunch of functionalities. They don't want to integrate Bard because they don't want to give Bard free bandwidth. They're just like, if you want to get something done, use us. And I think that's where AI Box is going to really shine is, um, you know, OpenAI seems like the big player right now. They're launching a ton of features, um, but they're not by by any means... They're not, uh, I don't even think they're the best, even though they're the, the biggest and the most used, they have the best distribution. Like I would prefer to use 11 Labs um, for, for audio because I think 11 Labs is the best. I'd prefer to use MidJourney for image generation, even though Dolly 3 is good, MidJourney is definitely the best. And I think that's the, the power that you're going to see on AI boxes. You're going to get access to every different type of AI model. And you're going to be able to get the the best in class for every AI model. OpenAI is like good. OpenAI is very good, but they're not the best. And so if you want the best of everything, um, you'll have to go to AI Box. And in addition, um, right now it seems like AI Box is kind of the leader and they're, they're doing a lot. But I think we're going to start seeing thousands of new AI models with very unique and exclusive data sets um, popping up. One, one example of this is, you know, Twitter's or X's Grok that they're launching. Um, now, a lot of people have heard like, oh, you know, Grok's going to fail, Grok's cringy, or um, it's not going to work, whatever. I think Grok will work. I think it will be very successful. And here's one reason why and one thing that I think it will be good at is that Grok is going to be the first AI model with up to the minute live real-time information um, integrated into the model. So something like ChatGPT in their big announcement, they're like, hey, we're like updated as of April this year. Well, there's a ton of stuff that's happened. And uh, what if there's breaking news or something happening right now? It would be really cool if I could ask my AI model about it and its implications. And that's what Grok is going to do. Um, anytime you make a tweet, it's instantly integrated into the model. So, if, you know, news breaks on Twitter before it comes to even like a, a publication. Like this is where people are making like their announcements. Like as, you know, FTX's um, was going bankrupt, Sam Bankman-Fried was literally tweeting on Twitter and like people were following along um famously right and and this is the case with so many different news stories and so i think that grok will be very famous and journalists will have to use it a lot and i'm sure that will probably bother them because i feel like there's some sort of love-hate relationship with with uh twitter and journalists right now but um people love it or hate it will be forced to use uh will be forced to use grok because it is the only ai model that will have that up to the minute live breaking news and events and so 
you know, models like that, obviously, Elon and Sam Altman have had some issues in the past. Elon, at the beginning of the year, shut off OpenAI's access to uh, Twitter's API. Um, so he's not going to be integrating with OpenAI. He's got some fundamental philosophical differences with them. But I think, you know, that's fine because those models, you'll be able to access all of them on the AI box platform. Thank you for listening to the AI Chat Podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, I'd appreciate it if you rate me wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're looking for an innovative group of AI enthusiasts, make sure you check out our Discord channel and also our Facebook community. It's obviously a lot more interactive than a podcast where we can actually share software tools, prompts that we're using in everyday AI. I'll leave a link for those in the description below. Thank you.